Hey, what's up UWB Nation? Drake here. Hope you guys are having a good day. Uh, just wanted to bring you guys a podcast concerning the George Floyd incident, as we're all seeing on the news, uh, bring an inter- interesting perspective to it. Um, just sit down and talk to you guys, give you guys my personal opinion, my personal beliefs, um, and just talk to you guys through the incident, what it is that I'm seeing. Now, I've viewed this footage several times. Um, I've looked at the body cam footage. I looked at the dash cam footage from the initial contact with Mr. Floyd. Um, But I'm going to start from the beginning with you guys. So, Mr. Floyd was inside of a store where the clerk believed that he was using fraudulent money. The clerk ended up calling law enforcement to say, hey, look, I think this guy is using fraudulent money. And law enforcement officers responded. He was already inside his vehicle at the time uh, that the the, uh, dash cam kicks on. So it shows the officers making contact with Mr. Floyd. Um, They attempt to get him out of the vehicle. He was resisting to a certain degree, but I believe that Mr. Floyd had every right to resist because he was asking why he's being apprehended and these officers are not telling him why he's being apprehended. So he thinks he's just getting drug out of the vehicle for no reason, right? And again, this is allegedly fraudulent money. It's never been proven that it has been fraudulent, nothing like that. So He gets drug out of the vehicle, he gets placed in handcuffs, he gets leaned up against uh, this building with his back to the the building. Now what's challenging is because a lot of this, a lot of these videos are edited, um, both uh, mainstream media, both little private organizations, little companies that that push out news, it it all shows up edited for whatever reason, maybe just to save time because there's nothing that took place in between there, but then it immediately jumps to Mr. Floyd with the officer's knee dug into the back of his neck. Um, the officer was on his neck for over 10 minutes, and uh, that's a huge use of force problem. Uh, not only is it not in the training to put somebody in a chokehold, but you're not authorized to use force like that unless your life is in danger, um, and that life's, that officer's life is not in danger. Um, so let's say Mr. Floyd had drawn a weapon out, pulled out a knife or something like that, and it was a threat to that officer's life, and he had no other tool to defend himself, then you know choking him is absolutely... Um, um, a thing that he could do, but it wasn't. And Mr. Floyd didn't have any weapons on him, nothing like that. So Mr. Floyd then cuts to Mr. Floyd on the ground with the officer on, uh, officer on his neck. And again, he was there for over 10 minutes. During this entire situation, there's four officers on Mr. Floyd and there's one that was doing uh, uh, crowd control. I believe that there was actually four in total, one broke away to do crowd control. And it was uh, the, uh, the um, Asian uh, officer, as you guys see in the video. Uh, the Asian officer was extremely combative with the people around him, uh, and I really disagreed with the way that he handled the situation. Um, and during this entire altercation, Mr. Floyd is on the ground. You can tell that he's having an issue breathing. You can tell that he's having an issue talking. And he's saying, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm having a problem. I can't breathe. Get off me. And mind you, he's in handcuffs this whole time. All the officer had to do was just get in a more advantageous position and he would have been able to control him much better. And the thing was, is Mr. Floyd, in my opinion, wasn't nearly as combative as what people are playing it up to be. I actually don't even think he was really combative at all. I think he was inquisitive about the circumstances of his apprehension. And he has every right to be. That's one major flaw that I see in law enforcement that makes people aggressive immediately, is that the officers don't notify the individual as to why they're being apprehended. They just tell them to place their hands behind their back, and you have the right to know why you're being apprehended. That's your constitutional rights. You have the right to know why you're being apprehended. And I'm tired of the bullshit excuse of, 
well, this officer feared for their life or feared for their safety, so they wanted to apprehend them first, then tell them. Well, that's not how the Constitution works. An individual has the right to know why they're being apprehended at all times, and if you don't do that, then it's an unlawful apprehension. Um, so I just wanted to discuss some, some issues that I saw with the video, some issues that I'm seeing with not only the riots, but um, as to why the officers aren't being apprehended, why they're not in jail themselves. Uh, why they're not being charged with murder and the riots that are taking place, the things that I'm seeing on social media, trying to make an excuse for the officers in this situation. So, um, first off, uh, I have a problem with the way that the officers handled, handled the situation as a whole. Is the officer stood on his neck for more than 10 minutes, uh, completely incapacitating him. You're as a as a law enforcement officer, you have basic lifesaver techniques. You you have that training. You're supposed to be able to tell if somebody is going through a challenging time, uh, if somebody is in duress, which he was clearly in duress the entire time. I didn't have to be there. I could just see over the video that he was legitimately in some sort of duress. Um, he was having a hard time breathing. He was having a hard time communicating. And he was also a middle-aged gentleman, so it is in some form safe to assume that he may have had underlying health issues. You, you take all that, you compound that with his adrenaline pumping, oxygen isn't flowing how it's supposed to be flowing, there's somebody on his neck that's also cutting off more oxygen, and you end up getting in the situation that, that uh, Mr. Floyd uh, was unfortunately put in where he was murdered. Um, yeah, the whole situation is fucked up. Um, <clears throat> so... I'm seeing a lot of people who are trying to create an excuse for the officer's actions um, online. They're trying to say, well, he was communicating, he was talking, so he clearly was able to breathe. Here's the thing. Here's, here's something that I, that I immediately came up with, and I think that it makes perfect sense because it, is, it does correlate with the, um, with the airway um, in this situation. So let's say that you have a, a garden hose and you're spraying uh, off your driveway or you're gardening and um, uh, it becomes kinked. Sure, you're still gonna have water coming out of your garden hose, but it's still not doing what you need it to do. It's still doing something, but it's not doing what you need it to do. So you go over there and you unkink it and you get it back at its full capacity. The airways work the exact way. Just because somebody is talking doesn't mean that they're not having breathing problems. By that same logic, then you're saying that asthma really isn't a thing, that having heart conditions isn't really a thing, because anytime anybody is having an asthma attack, they're able to communicate with you, but they're wheezing and they have a challenging time, they're having a challenging time communicating and talking to you, but they're still able to, to a certain point. Same thing for heart conditions, people have issues breathing, their chest feels tight, um, they have a really challenging time communicating, but they're still communicating. So that just doesn't make any sense to me. So people who are trying to make the excuse, well, he was talking, uh, so clearly he could breathe, that's absolute bullshit. Um, you, can still have, you can still communicate while having breathing problems. Another thing that I'd like to address is that officer's um, record. So he has 12 unlawful uh, use of force incidents that's taken place in his career as a law enforcement officer where it has been hidden from the public and the public cannot view those records. Um, so that's a huge deal. He's also been in three use of force situations where he's pulled out his weapon and shot and killed three people. Um, and I think that those cases need to be examined, especially after this situation. They need to be looked into 
uh, with scrutiny. They need to be looked into diligently, and I really call on the DA's office to do what is right and examine those cases. Now, I'm not saying that they weren't lawful shootings, but I'm saying based off the evidence and the frequency of his use of force situations that he's put himself in, I believe that a lot of these issues were things where his pride was involved, lack of training, and him just being an abusive officer. Um, you know, and the, I want to also address the black community in that area. Um, you know, I see you guys out there rioting. I see you guys out there protesting, and I completely agree with it. I agree you guys should be protesting. Uh, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't make me a difference. I believe that everybody should be out there protesting right now. But I want to leave you guys with some thought. Uh, not only are we going through a really difficult time economically whenever it comes to the coronavirus, but we're also going through a challenging time racially in this country. And whenever you guys are going out rioting, you guys are burning down your own facilities. You're hurting your own local economy. So not only is your local economy being affected, it's also being affected by coronavirus. It's being affected by you guys burning down and looting your economy. You have to understand that there is a proper way to protest. There is a proper way to riot. Um, now, riot does generally involve violence and um, I don't necessarily disagree with it in this situation due to the fact that this officer has not been apprehended. The only thing that's taken place is he has been let go of his job. And in my opinion, I believe based off the use of force incidents and the things that I was reading on him uh, or about him, I believe he should have been let go a long time ago. But again, if you're following the previous podcast, you've heard me attack law enforcement officers, bad law enforcement officers. Uh, whenever it comes to the pay and the lack of education and people just getting in the job because they need money um, and not people who should be in the job because they should be in the job. Not people who want to impact their community in a helpful way. It's attracting people who are uneducated, who just want a paycheck, and that's how they just treat the responses that they respond to. It's just a nuisance and they move on to the next situation. So, um, yeah, th those are a couple of my issues that I'm seeing. Um, I think that you guys need to really stop and think about what you're doing. It's it, You guys have an opportunity here to make a really historic cause out of this. Um, don't let this man's death go in vain. Use this as fuel to make change. Don't go burning down buildings. Don't go attacking innocent people. Don't burn down your own economy. That's not the proper way to do it. Go to the law enforcement officials. Speak with uh, people in Congress. Speak with people, your local representatives. Um, and protest in the streets, but do it the right way. Because you're not solving anything by going into stores and looting clothes, taking electronics. I understand that there's always going to be a small group of people that do this anyways. Regardless of what it is that I say, regardless of whatever it is that uh, their local community, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever it is, uh, it doesn't matter what their local community leaders are saying. They're going to do it because they prey on situations like this. But the thing is, is I think that the community needs to step up. They need to stand outside these establishments and tell people the truth. They need to step up and tell these people, look, you're doing this the wrong way. You have to understand that you guys dilute you guys' situation by doing these things, by burning down your local economy, and it ends up impacting you guys in a negative light because then you get the white supremacists. They come out and they say, look at these people. They're out here acting like animals. They're looting their local economy. Why should we help them? And then it becomes a bigger racial issue, and then the local government looks at you guys in a negative light due to the fact that you guys are looting your local economy. Do it the right way. Do it the right way. There is a way to handle this situation. And I really encourage everybody here to take a look at the way that Martin Luther King Jr. handled situations. 
Martin Luther King Jr., he handled situations through peace. He believed that peace, although it takes longer to get, uh, to get justice, it does end up helping everyone in, in the long run. From the start to the middle to the end, it helps everybody in the long run. Now, Malcolm X had a different view about this. He believed that violence should be something that should be used frequently. Um, and in this situation, I disagree with that. I do believe violence is something that should be used if you're fighting tyranny. And this is a, a tyrannical type of a situation, especially concerning this officer hasn't been arrested. But I don't believe that violence is something that should be used in this situation that's going to impact cause um, or, or useful cause for the community and for America. So I encourage you guys to sit down, breathe. Whenever you go home tonight, pray. Think about what it is that you're doing. Think about the outcome. Think about the next generation and how this riot will impact them. Think about the LA riots and how it impacted us today. We were born, majority of us who are out there rioting were born in the 90s. Majority of us who are out there protesting were born in the 90s and we hear about the LA riots where people were just maliciously attacked because of their race. Whether it was white people out there trying to help black people, white people were attacked. Whether it was black people being attacked, whether it was Hispanics being attacked, we hear about the LA riots and those were done the wrong way. You have to think about how this is going to impact the next generation and the way that they handle situations and violence is not always the option. I encourage you to sit down tonight, self-reflect, look at yourself and go and protest tomorrow in an ethical and moral manner. Um, I understand uh, the emotions that go into this. You watch one of, uh, somebody from your community be murdered by a cop and nothing has been done about it. So uh, I understand the emotions that are tied in with it, but I encourage you to seriously sit down and think about the way that you're going about this. It's the wrong way, it's the immoral way, it's the illogical way, um, and it's the unethical way. So just want to leave you guys with a couple of those thoughts. Um, I really hope that the officers, uh, all four of them, end up getting apprehended and brought up on murder charges, especially the one who sat on his neck. Um, another thing that I wanted to address is at what point is our Americans going to stop standing by recording these incidents? Now, it's very important to document these incidents, and I understand the importance of this, but there are, there are people that are around who aren't recording, who are just sitting there yelling at these officers, right? At what point are you guys going to sacrifice your comfortability? At what point are you guys going to stop allowing situations like this to arise and allowing the situation to continue to blow up, situations like this to blow up? You know, you saw this guy, he was clearly in duress, he was clearly having medical issues, he was clearly having a complication with breathing, and you guys allowed this man to die. Now, I'm a firm believer that you have to go through challenging processes to know what it is that you would do in a situation, but unfortunately we live in a very comfortable society where people don't know what it is that they would do in situations. I think that people need to really re-evaluate themselves. I think that if you see somebody who's out there being clearly attacked by law enforcement and they're sitting on his neck for over 10 minutes, here's what I would have done. Here's what I would have done, and I am a law enforcement officer. I would have ran over and I would have pushed that officer off of him, and I would have done one of two things. I either would have ran after the incident, or I would have immediately laid on the ground and placed my hands behind my back. Now, I, but what I would have definitely have done was push the officer off of him. Now, I would have been brought up on charges if caught. I would have been brought up on charges if I would have stopped. But I would hope that the court system would have seen, or the justice system would have seen what I saw. And saw that a man's life was in danger strictly over allegedly fraudulent money. 
And far too often we're seeing incidences like this take place where law enforcement officers are not only too combative, but they're too emotional, and they end up killing somebody. Now, not only is that a human right issue, but that's a constitutional problem. You don't get to take someone's life over something small like this. You don't get to take someone's life without due process. Now, granted, there are situations where if a weapon is drawn or you actually and, and ethically and morally fear for your life, then there's a difference there. But as of right now, from what I've seen and what I've read, that that was a murder. George Floyd was murdered by a law enforcement officer, and I believe that the officers are too combative and they're too emotional and they're too quickly to take someone's life. Not only is it a human rights problem, it's a constitutional rights problem because they're not allowing due process to take place. They're not allowing Mr. Floyd and many others before him to have their right to speak their case in the court of law because they're killing them. You know, if had the, the roles been reversed and one of the bystanders, Mr. Floyd himself, even though his life was clearly in danger for no reason at all, had gotten up and killed one of those officers, he, they would have been in jail right now. Mr. Floyd would have been in jail right now. But unfortunately, uh, Mr. Floyd is dead and that officer is allowed to walk free. He's not been apprehended. And this is the problem with the justice system. And this is why I've disagreed with uh, judges and lawyers and DAs all intermingling in the same circle because they all know each other. They all know the cops. They see them every day from the basic citations to people coming in there and combating tickets. <clears throat> they have these little small conversations. They go out to lunch together. And that disrupts justice because you end up developing a personal relationship. It's a form of fraternization. You're not allowing justice to take place. That's, that's one of my big issues with the legal system is the fact that these cops, these lawyers, these judges, these district attorneys, these politicians, they all intermingle with each other. And whenever it comes to court and whenever a, a cop should be apprehended, they don't do anything about it. And now, I will say this. I really do uh, praise the mayor of Minneapolis because he is calling for the apprehension of that officer and the officers involved. Um, so that's a great thing. But... Why is there any delay? Because if the roles were reversed, there wouldn't be a delay. Mr. Floyd would have been in, uh, in prison right now awaiting trial. But unfortunately, Mr. Floyd was murdered, and he doesn't have his opportunity to speak his case in the court of law because his life was taken by an officer of lack of training who was too combative and too fearful. Um, you know, so that's just a couple of things for you guys to think on, a couple of, you guys to think, or a couple of things to think about. I encourage you guys uh, to do some research. If you guys live in the local area, I encourage you guys to uh, share the podcast, to especially pay attention to what I said about rioting and protesting. Do it in a, do it in a moral and ethical manner. Uh, but I also do understand justice delayed is justice denied. And at what point is justice going to stop being denied to the American people? This is a bigger issue than race. This is a bigger issue. Um, this is an issue that should concern all Americans, that any American, and I'm not saying Mr. Floyd was an upstanding citizen. I, I, I'm not sure if he was, I'm not sure if he wasn't, but at the end of the day, from the video that I saw, he didn't deserve to die. I encourage you guys to think on this situation, um, to pray about it. Um, now, if, you, if you're an atheist or whatever it is, you know, respectively, then you know, do whatever it is that you do to get yourself in the appropriate headspace. But... Do what's right. And, uh, yeah, I just want to leave you guys with a quick podcast just discussing the George Floyd incident. Um, I love all you guys. I'm really appreciative to all of our listeners. To the Floyd family, I, 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 my heart goes out to you guys. To the Minneapolis area, my heart goes out to you guys. Uh, it's a really challenging time. 
Um, and I really hope that you guys see your way through this. If you guys ever have any questions, comments, concerns, you can find me on my personal Facebook. You can also find me on our United With Blood page. Um, and uh, ask questions, follow us, do whatever it is that you feel um, would be able to shed more light to the situation. Questions, comments, concerns, we welcome them. Uh, constructive criticism, we love to have it. But you guys be safe. I encourage you to think about what it is I'm speaking on. And um, yeah, we love you guys. And uh, tune in for the next episode. Later, guys.